How long was I out? We took off about 12 hours ago. 12 hours? I need to get back to my no. sister, please. My sister, she's alone, please. No. I gotta get back. We're not going back. What do you mean we're not going back? This is a two-year mission. Two years is a long time to be away, but this is the opportunity of a lifetime. I can learn fast. Ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Hello, and welcome to Our Slice on Film, a movie podcast talking about movies, new and old, some movie industry news, as well as some fun pizza-related conversation. I'm one of your hosts, Brian, and as always, I'm joined by... Michael. How you doing, man? Good. How are you, Brian? It's Sunday here. It's Sunday in Memphis, Tennessee. It's hot as hell this weekend here in memphis oh my gosh oh my gosh um so there's a really a great weekend to just really stay inside yeah and just see what's on different streaming services huh yeah yeah i totally agree i you know first news in my life i had a softball tournament today so i actually was out in the heat all day today oh fire breathing kittens undefeated champs of the bluff city sports association softball league for the summer Congratulations. Put it out there. I played like three different games today. I'm dying. I'm dying. Then I came home and watched this movie. So it was it was nice to be in the air conditioning in my own bed. Watching a Netflix original movie, right? Yeah. Yeah. Back just like just like the old days. We haven't done a Netflix original in a minute, man. It's been a while and I know there were a couple releases out this weekend. I think the biggest one being old, the new M night Shyamalan movie. And we talked about it briefly, I think in our last podcast and we talked about on and off throughout the week. Are we going to do it? Are we not going to do it? And full disclosure, it was my decision. I I, I couldn't bring myself to do it. I was too scared and you left me hanging. I, I did too much reading on the movie, way too much reading. I got too into it, and I scared myself. I psyched myself out of not going to the theater and watching this movie this week. So we, we went a different route. Yeah, I went a different route. And, and the other release was Snake Eyes, which was a total flop. Oh, yeah. Yes, I have heard not great things about that movie. So between my own personal fears and then the lackluster review of the other blockbuster, we came to the conclusion to find something that we can watch at home. So Mm. with that being said, um, browsing through Netflix, scrolling through Netflix, came across Stowaway um, starring Anna Kendrick, Daniel Day Kim, Shamir Anderson, and Tony Collette. Um, written and directed by Joe Penna. I've never heard of him before, but this mm-hmm. is a space drama about a three-person crew trying to get to Mars, and they come across a fourth person, just as the title suggests, stowed away, mm-hmm. and they only prepared for three people, so it's kind of um, them trying to figure out how to accommodate for a fourth, and yeah, it's kind of your classic Netflix movie in a way, if you're asking me. Yeah, it feels pretty good, and it 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 looked really good too. And so you you had mentioned this. I got a text from you saying, "Check this one out." Google immediately just said Tony Collette, Anna Kendrick, Daniel Day Kim, <laughs> space movie. I was in one hundred percent. I was a little hesitant at the two hour mark. I have been in my free time, non podcast assignments. I've been watching some under two hour movies, and really, really have been enjoying that that quick experience. But this one, you know, I I watched it in one sitting. I was, wow. I was, at, I was, I was a little crunched for time because I, I got home from softball and then now we're recording, but I didn't like pause it. I didn't walk away. Like I was, I was, I was pretty like really, really interested in, and committed to what, what, what they were giving us. Right. And now dude. who is this dude? What was his, I know, I think you have IMDb pulled up right now. Who is Daniel Penna? What has he done? 
Joe Penna. Um, oh, let's see. Oh, so he has a actually a decently lengthy um, IMDb. Actually, no, I take that away. He, he's, he's had several shorts. Um, he did a music video for Avicii. Rest in peace. Um, and then a couple more shorts in 2015. His his movie debut, his feature debut, looks to be in 2018. A movie called Arctic. Um, also looks to be a slim cast of three, but the lead in that is Mads Mikkelsen. Oh, okay. Oh, that's interesting. A man stranded in the Arctic after a plane crash must decide whether to remain in relative safety of his makeshift camp or to embark on a deadly trek through the unknown. Similar themes. So first, wow, uh, yeah. similar themes. So the Arctic, now space. And that's kind of where he's at right now. And it looks like he also written that one. He also wrote that one too, excuse me. And he has one project upcoming called Blessed Events. Um an American crew of a B-24 Liberator bomber who powers their wounded plane through a gauntlet of enemy fighters. Man. So Probably another really small little capsule movie. Insane. And and I, have, I haven't seen Arctic, but like I'm, I'm interested in it because yeah. this movie kind of, like, as you mentioned, kept me going. Yeah, for sure. And, and it is a nice little tight movie. Um, and for me, I'm, I definitely love space, like space. I, w- I wanted to be an astronomer at one point. I knew all these facts about the planets and I just like read all these picture books about them. I thought it was so cool. And every time there's a space movie, I really, I have a high bar. Um, I, I don't know my question. What's the for bar? You, what is the bar for you? Dude, I don't know. I, I don't, I'm not, hmm, I'm not comfortable even giving a bar because like, I really did enjoy gravity for, okay. for that, for what it was doing over there. Then space horror is just a whole nother kind of idea of just how scary space is. So there's plenty on that side. And this is it. It's a horror movie in the sense that it's very existentialist. And it's like, you know, death is creeping in on everyone because of this mistake slash intentional, you know, sabotage question mark. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Have you, speaking of space horror, have you seen that? that uh, I think it's Jake Gyllenhaal, Ryan Reynolds space horror movie. No, I'm looking it up right now. I'm I uh, I feel like that. Do you write up? I I have not seen it. Um, I'm looking it up really quick. If you already know the movie I'm talking about, and you're just like, "What the hell are these people referring to?" I am sorry. Oh, Life, nah. the movie called Life. Jake Gyllenhaal, Rebecca Ferguson, Ryan Reynolds. Excellent, dude. I think you should check list. it out. I'm it, it down. It's literally a space horror movie. I feel like you would really like it. And this is coming from someone who has not seen a lick of that movie. But um, the cast have you ever watched Moon really with cool. Sam Rockwell? That I have seen. That I that's have seen. a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, have you seen The Martian? Of course. Yeah. Now yeah, that yeah, that's, that's that's my bar. That's my bar. Yeah that that one seemed a lot more hopeful than yes. this. This is yeah, a, oh, yeah. this is and I will say our look at our previous episodes. We've been having a lot of fun with our movies. We've been kind of a little bit more lighthearted, kind of hitting the right beats that we need for the summer. This is one of the darker movies we've had. In, in our arsenal for a minute and this i how how did you feel about that i don't know i knew it was going to be like you know trouble in space but i don't know if it was going to be like a hopeful like survival yeah and it, and it, and it kind of is and that's kind of what i was kind of anticipating you know it had everything that i'm looking for in a space movie you know so it has a diverse group of personalities check mm-hmm. um uh unpredictable seemingly unsolvable problems arising check confined spaces check at least one attempt to actually navigate in space in the spacesuits mm-hmm. check um and and stakes which you know check so like i thought it was I spaghetti kind of, 
Yeah. No. Yeah. Um, so I really enjoyed, I, I enjoyed that aspect. And as far as what did I get myself into? I think the trailer helped with that. I don't know if you watched the trailer for this movie, but the trailer was pretty epic. But I was fascinated to see Anna Kendrick in a role like this. Yes. Um, I'm really used to Anna Kendrick playing Anna Kendrick. <laughs> Sometimes she's an acapella singer. Other times she's an accountant. This time she's an astronaut. Yeah. And props to her. I mean, she, she landed I, it. She's so darn char- She's charming and great and doing mm-hmm. that kind of thing, doing her bit. And she also landed it in this movie too. I, I she was she was fun and she helped because everything else was really, really bleak. Yeah. Yeah. She's not uh, is she like the main character? I don't I know. Pretty, no, it's, I would say there's some there's some bits where she's like not in a couple, you know, in this yeah. for it being a four person cast, there's some lengths in the and movie where she's not in it. It's interesting Tony Collette is billed last. Yes, and I feel like she was in it the least. I feel like Maybe I was looking yeah. for her. You were looking for her. You're a big Tony Collette uh, person. You're a fan. I love her so much. And I'm really glad she used her natural accent. Yeah. And that's the perks of like a space movie, right? Like it's a mm-hmm. global it's thing. So thing. everyone, you know, if, it's, if you have an international cast and they have yeah. an accent or whatever, they can, they can, you know, so like, do it. Yeah. And, and so a little bit deeper about the plot, it's, you know, basically I'd say Tony Collette's character, the commander is the lead astronaut, of course, but then Anna yes. Kendrick and Daniel Day Kim are graduate students or freshly graduated. They applied for some scholarship to go to space. Yeah, interesting, yeah. interesting kind of jump in there. I'm like, all right. I respect it though, because it was very, very interesting. They had, you know, Anna Kendrick is studying the body basically, and Dan- Daniel Day Kim is studying, you know, life and fertility Mm -hmm. and that kind of thing. And it's the things that we're interested in on Mars. So I like that kind of pro-research, pro-science. Although, correct me if I'm wrong, this is a company that sent them up there, right? This is kind of like a Jeff Bezos company. That was my impression. I think they call it Hyperion, I think, Mm -hmm. or that was at least the name of the shuttle. So yeah, it definitely seemed like it was privately funded. Like the words NASA, I don't think was ever articulated in anything in this movie. And it was just... You have your traditional one uh, astronaut in Tony Collette, and then you're right. The two, I, I think Anna Kendrick's a doctor, like your tra- tr- in the traditional sense, so with you know, also some research background. And then you have Daniel Day Kim's character David, who, like you said, is not like a horticulture, but like you know, like like you said, studying life and can it be produced in Mars? And you can tell, and then and then yeah, and then you have Shamir Anderson who is an engineer and Michael, did you ever fully grasp how and why this actually happened? Like how in the hell did something like this come to be? I'm laughing. Cause I, I don't dude is, I don't know if they show this in the trailer, but I'm just going to say it. So here's a minor spoiler alert. Dude was behind screwed up panels. Yeah. Right. Like, and then the name is Stowaway. So my theory, did he like cheat his way on? Like, did he actually hide? Who screwed think, him in? Did, and he couldn't have crawled from the outside. He would have been frozen. Yeah. So this is not spoiling anything. This is definitely in the trailer. So if you haven't seen this movie, um, I guess, Michael, now it might be an easy time for us to just dive into it a little bit. But like, I think all in all, 
it's a Netflix movie. Like it's under, it's just to smidge under two hours. Like if you're bored looking for a drama thriller kind of thing, like survival, a survival kind of story, like this is, I, I have spent, I have done worse things in my life mm-hmm. for a Sunday night. You know, like this is not a bad way to spend a Sunday night. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So uh, definitely check it out. But yeah, really, I don't know. I think Stowaway is just a, a clever way to name the movie. I kind of dig that title for a movie and it worked for me. And I think that in itself kind of drew me in like mm-hmm. props to them for whoever, whoever thought of that. Um, I'm assuming the writer. But they even asked that question like, ah, Kimberly asked, ooh, I don't think he did. You think he did that on purpose? And then the very next scene, they're talking about it. I don't think he did it on purpose. You know, them in the movie talking about whether it was intentional. I, I, I don't think so either. I think it was purely an accident that happened. And somehow, some way. You got built into the spaceship? I don't. I don't. <laughs> or maybe it was like a cruel prank. Maybe someone oh, hit no, me. I have on. no Not at Hyperion. Idea. So that was <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Not at Amazon. Um, so that was something where I really threw me for a loop. And I had to like really try hard to move past that a little bit. And then there was some of the like thematic questions that arose throughout the movie where I was like, is this even a conversation right now? You know, mm-hmm. like, but then you have to suspend belief, uh, disbelief a little bit. So I don't know. It, it, there are times where I'm like, this would never happen. But then, but then I found myself thinking, well, of course this would never happen, you know? Yeah. Which, which is so, so interesting. Cause I, I really respect space movies that stick to science. I think it's so easy to kind of, camp that up and make it really really out there this with the way that they kind of show and describe and visualize the artificial gravity i thought is really really interesting it makes for a hella tense third act and with just that science of like how the rotation in in space they figure that out into a plot point and even like you know I don't know because the Martian, right? That's another movie that's founded in in complete science. They use facts for that. I don't know anything about how to clean CO two out of a space craft, but like if this is all something that could really happen, isn't that a extra scary? Like we're sending people up to space. This is kind of shit that could happen. But B, all of those other facts line up except for how dude ended up in the wall. Yeah, I just and I really and the problem is I was expecting that not twist but that reveal. That somehow yeah. it would come out that like, no, he screwed himself into the wall. He yeah, really yeah. is a stowaway, not just like an accident, a no. mysterious accident. So I'm really, I was very suspicious of him along with the crew, but for longer than the crew, like they showed the crew to be. I just don't know how there was not some like diagnostic pretest before launch where it's just like, hey, this, this shuttle's coming in at an extra 200 pounds. What's, what's, what's going on there? Or like, hey, this, this, um, Hey, has anyone seen Mike? <laughs> like, you know, like any anything, anything between those two questions. I was like, how did this not come about? And uh, and then the beginning sequence when they're when they launch, the movie jumps right into the launch. You know, they're in the rocket and they're they're flying. It, it looks really violent, like yeah. the way everything is shaking. And to think in hindsight that there was someone just in there unconscious, <laughs> shaking around. Um is yes comical to think but like at the same time also all right yeah he had a scrape on his hip but like he should probably also be impaled or or shredded to bits or electrified earlier something it it was it's kind of mind-blowing to think about yeah and and i you know i wasn't i let that go a little bit especially towards the second half of the movie i kind of just let that go i was like all right just run with it this is they're not going to explain it it's just let's move forward and see if they can survive yeah. But again, it was so 
bleak. Like, how many yeah. times are they going to say there's no other option? There's no other option. There's no other option. Until like I'm just I'm like, all right, when are they all going to die? Yeah. So I guess I guess in that sense, yes, it is very bleak. But I think it raises some interesting questions. And I, I don't know. We don't have to talk about it in too in detail. But like, where do you fall in this conversation of like, you know, him versus you know one versus all of us or yeah. like professional your professional work versus survival or like you know the this moral dilemma this cognitive dissonance like mm-hmm. where do you where when they were having these you know existential conversations and played out very tangibly i mean how what was what was going through your mind dude i don't know because it's that's there's a name for it it's called the trolley problem right it's pretend the trolley's in downtown memphis is going at full speed and on one track They've got three people tied up on the other track. There's only one person tied up and you can't stop the trolley. You can only switch which track it goes to, Mm. which way do you do it? Right. So it's save, save one or kill three. And this is just a, like a different option where it's save, like kill one or kill all of us. Mm -hmm. And I don't, I don't know because then this also brings up, do I kill myself to save other people? Like my, do I just want to sit? This dude goes through in hours that conversation or at least two days of like, weighing his own life against someone else and they're constantly tony collette's constantly like he doesn't have the training you guys he's not he's not psychologically fit for this okay kill yourself like yeah so, exactly exactly I'm, i was like i'm creeped out just thinking it. i don't like that and that was the hard thing to wrap my mind around is like and, and then anna kendrick even said like oh hey sorry not enough air go we're gonna send him off the like the, the air walk like a like mm-hmm. walk like jumping off ship in a pirate's boat you know like are we really gonna do that right now and then also like pr wise hyperion how do you get past that are they just like are they cool with murder you know mm-hmm. like so i don't that was also tough but it it was so bizarre just seeing like uh, David, Daniel Day Kim's character, like going up to him with Kimberly thought just like an abundance of opioids, like, you know, or whatever kind of thing yeah. he was going to like, hey, kill yourself. Like what you just said, like, what? You know, and, and I think what really sold everything was Shamir Anderson. I thought he was really, really good. I don't, I don't think I've ever really seen him in anything before, but seeing him cope with his mistake, I'm so, that's what it seemed like, at least him being there and, and obviously knowing that he's the misfit and trying to cope with what he should be doing. Um, I thought that was really one of the best parts. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's that, that internal turmoil plus the outside environment is just so deadly, mm-hmm. which is so, yeah. and, and I love the the flow of like, we're going to Mars to research how to have life up there. But along the way we have these conversations and these, you know, about life, about death, about like, he's going to die. Like, shit, do we even deserve to have life on Mars if you're talking about killing someone on the way there? You know, like, yeah. like you are some of the brightest minds on Earth. Surely there's a way you can think yourself out of this. And mm-hmm. and they just, you know, Tony Collette, Daniel Day, Daniel Day Kim particularly, just seem really content with just like, nope, work is work. He shouldn't be here. He's the odd one out. Let's... Yeah. That's 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 really the end of conversation, and and Anna Kendrick, as she typically does, plays you know that that morally straight, exuberant, joyful individual, and she's able to be the optimist and try to find the other way around it, and um, which I think was what makes the the climax and the ending um, kind of surprising. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
part of me was waiting for a lifeboat at the end, right? Yes. She has that whole speech to the dude about like, oh, I tried to save this guy and just randomly got saved. Yeah. You can't be saved from radiation poisoning. No, no. So yeah, radiation storm. Honestly, I thought this was turning into a Fantastic Four prequel. Oh, I'm like, shut up. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, this Too is storm. how... <laughs> Netflix and Disney Plus somehow figured out a deal and they're into, there was four people on this ship. There's a radiation storm. She's going to be Invisible Woman. This guy's going to be the thing. I was wondering who's going to be Human Torch and then who's going to be Mr. Uh, Mr. Fantastic. But like, whatever, we can figure that out later. But no. Um, no, Michael would just transform into a spaceship. Okay, cool, cool. That's, what it, that's what it would be. That's what it, and then Daniel Day Kim probably wouldn't be any of the He'd be Doctor Doom. He was kind of... Oh, yeah. Uh, he was pragmatic. I don't know. He was, he, he was, Michael called him driven when he's complimenting them to Ava. He calls them all, he calls him driven when they cut to him. So it's like, he's, that's his, like, that's his character. Driven. But then at the same time, they're doing that pulley system up the beam and he's getting gassed like on the <laughs> way up. And I'm like, dude, it's already been established. You have baller biceps, like mm-hmm. in this, as you're like lifting, like, chemical like things you know doing science and shit i'm like you are yoked you telling me you can't figure out this pulley system and anna kendrick not to not to you know no disrespect to anna kendrick but she's like climbing miles around you like circles around you come on what's going on here yeah well and i like they drop some clues into that final act of like how it how that'll play out in the beginning right because when she's working out she's looking at the arnold schwarzenegger poster so she's really really dedicated to her fitness and he gets He gets sick right during the launch, right? So he's constantly already dealing with artificial intelligence, artificial intelligence, artificial gravity. And and I'll say, man, for him who took a couple of days to get used to the spinning, I was getting dizzy when they were out there climbing. (laughs) I thought that was a really, really nice sensation visually. And I I think that would have, man, that's, I think that's why I like gravity so much too. When I, cause I saw that in theaters and it is this giant, epic, large scale thing. Although this is smaller and you can obviously see that they're like acting on a, on a, you know, a stage with some well, green yeah, screen. I mean, George Clooney and Sandra Bullock also were not in space, Michael. No, they, they were. were. <laughs> Check your facts, Brian. Okay. My bad, my bad. But uh, how do they float around? Was she on wires in gravity? Uh, Michael, I'm not going to lie. I haven't seen Gravity. Whoa, you got to check that out. I know, I know. It's pretty good. But anyway, anyway. This I feel like weekly you mention a movie, and it's a pretty like prestigious movie. Weekly you mention one, and then every time I'm like, dude, I haven't seen that movie. And, and, and you I never say, like, oh, I'm going to get on that. Well, that. <laughs> that. And then also like for the for the one or two listeners, they're probably like, why in the hell is this guy doing a movie podcast when he hasn't seen, you know, gravity or or you know the sixth sense or whatever you know I don't we didn't know. call ourselves professionals We're this is also amateurs. very true this is also very true this is true anyways anyway, go check on. that out check that one out but th- this is a tighter a tighter space movie right you've got those two options where you can see the scale of space when you're thrown through the planets or the really tight isolating kind of confinement so even that the shots when they're pulling up are really tight up into the close you can really see them struggle a little bit through the reflection in their visors it was very very interesting to watch and I felt like I was on a roller coaster. I don't know about you. No, yeah, I didn't feel that way. I'm not gonna lie, oh, I, uh, but man. I'm happy. You, I'm happy you did, though. I'm happy. The most I felt, I felt the experience was the opening sequence when they were everything was just shaking. That yeah. that to me worked on me pretty well. But everything else, the whole spinning, 
I didn't feel it that much. So maybe not even the spinning about the roller coaster, but also the idea of, of the gravity that they're that they're dealing with that they have to climb up to the solar panels, but then down to the oxygen tank. Yeah, that was kind of cool. Was I cool. love that. That was so cool. Like, hey, let's reverse our whole orientation. And uh, yeah, that was dope. And while they're doing that, it's like, don't slide down too fast right and they're like i, I can't do it i can't do it i'm like my feet are sweating my hands are tingling that's like and then it all it's got some nice little roundabout payoffs that stuff that is dropped off a little exposition a little you know throwaway dialogue is in there for a reason later in the end and some of it's obvious but i really i enjoyed that that's a good point that's a really good point and i thought also in in line with some of the full circle dialogue um and storytelling that I thought the score was pretty effective. Oh, absolutely. I was actually pissed. The credits started rolling on the TV and I was like, all right, this is some nice score. And then immediately cut to a Netflix suggestion preview for the Twilight movies because Cody's been binging them. Oh my goodness. So it's like a nice little music for this space movie. And then it's I, Edward Cullen, take the (laughs) Bella Swat. I'm pissed. But anyway, score was nice. Yeah, the score was good. In case you wanted to know, Michael, the score, the composer um, appears to be, I'm, I'm sure I'm going to butcher this, uh, Volker Bertelman. Oh, I um, love that guy. Yeah, big fan, big <laughs> fan. Um, he has done um, The Old Guard, also a Netflix movie. Mm. Um, Patrick Melrose, I think that's a Benedict Cumberbatch thing. The movie Lion with Dev Patel. I don't know if you've seen that, but holy cow, it's a Waterworks movie. So yeah. Anyways, just wanted to let you know because it seems like you were missing out on that information. I, I you know, and I, uh, listening back to some of our past episodes, I, I've neglected movie sound for a little bit of like paying attention to it. I've just, maybe I just haven't been impressed. Yeah, no, or you just, you just enjoy omitting them. You don't think they're a crucial part. Yo, basically. Fuck composers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Everything that they do. Um, so yeah. I watch movies with the sound off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah. So, yeah. So at the end, you mentioned radiation. You know, Anna Kendrick dies. She sacrifices herself to get that R. last, R. that last, uh, what CO two tank or whatever it was, oxygen tank, and uh, in a radiation storm. So she dies of radiation poisoning, and it ends on that. Yeah. It ends with a voiceover, a replay of an interview answer she gave earlier in the movie about why is she here, and in short, it was just to find, you know, have a greater purpose, a greater meaning of life and et cetera. And, you know, in a way it's, this is her way. Yeah. yeah, This is her purpose essentially is to save, is to save these people. And, um, there was a part of me that was emotional about it. I didn't cry or nothing, but I thought it was effective. But there was another part of me that was like, when she made that decision, it kind of seemed like it suggests that her life didn't have purpose prior to this moment, I guess. Mm. Like, um, like Daniel, when she says bye to Daniel Day Kim's character, she's like, "Go have that kid and send him to Yale." Like, oh, okay, he's married, so he has purpose. And then yeah. Shamir Anderson's character is like, she know we already know that they have a good relationship. He and Anna Kendrick in this movie, and he knows she knows that he's the guardian of his of his little sister. So like, oh, he can't do it. He can't sacrifice himself. And then mm-hmm. Tony Collette's the only one that can man this ship. Yeah. So she's Michael probably just keep, thinking, and and Michael keeps saying thank you, thank you, thank you. She's just like, oh, it's just my job. That's my job. I'm just the doctor. Like, yeah. Like, no, this man is thanking you and saying that you're already, you've already changed his life for the better as a doctor. And now, yeah. and at and at a time now where we really should be respecting doctors like a lot, you're gonna kill yeah. her. Yeah, doctors, um, women, nurses. Um, well, yeah, just, so just all of them. Exactly. So I thought that was 
not not interesting maybe a a, a down note a little bit but it wasn't the best ending but yeah i I, but i I don't know how i would have wanted it to i I have no solution i have no idea maybe just kill all of them i have no idea or what kind of message does that say but 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 yeah i'm just gonna leave it at that that's what ran through my mind as the credits began to roll after that yeah i i also considered with just the luck that they have on this trip, they are not going to make it to Mars anyway. Right? Like, they, they're not that talented. Hyperion needs, A, to get their engineers to clock in and clock out on time. Seriously. Are they just, like, again, no counts of personnel. No, no, he has no other friends. At, or, hey, like, hey, Michael accidentally locked himself in that shaft again. Are we just, we, we're just leaving him this time? Okay, cool, 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 cool. You know, like, I don't understand what happened there. Man, and I don't. Oh, it's so weird. So um, weird, and because I thought he might have crawled in. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Whatever the mysterious appearing man. All right. Well, um, speaking of mysterious things, let's go into our pizza-related questions. That sound cool? Nice. Yeah, I'm Thank very, you. very interested to see what you're pulling out of this because I, I, I really worked hard on my answers today. Look at you. Okay. <laughs> Um, so let's go into some pizza related questions. First up, best slice or best scene. Michael, what do you got? My best scene of the movie is right after they get into space and they're unclipped from their seatbelts and stuff. And they start, and you know, Tony Collette's just like, hey, let's get prepped, let's get things on. And they're walking through, just turning the lights on, this, this, and that, you know, getting all their personal belongings. From like that their excitement and their interest in their environment really, really set the stage for the whole movie. Like I, it really, really showed each and every space of the movie that would become very important, very recurring. And it's a small place, so they can do that really, really fast. But like Anna Kendrick's wonderment and like all inspiring looks in that scene, I'm just like, man, I bet that's awesome. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, students or just previously graduated students i still don't know what what that is because they're younger than tony collette obviously but like man you just got like a ticket of a lifetime to go to space and then it gets ruined so it's all that kind of build up and that experience of like hey space is so cool this is hey audience come look at how wondrous this trip is going to be for two years and then michael appears out of thin air damn it michael it's always michael man there's always a michael um, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, all right, cool. No, I dig that. That kind of, um, I kind of hops on my, my thought of like the opening sequence all the way to like this adjustment period when they land. So I'm not going to say that I've talked about the opening sequence a good, but I thought that was effective, but I really enjoyed for a different angle, David telling Michael about what's happening, mm. him breaking the news and just focusing on Michael's reaction. You have Daniel Day Kim in the forefront um blurred out but you see you see like his shoulder that's really all you see but then in the corner you it's focused on michael's face and his reactions as, as he's hearing the news that like hey we're all effed unless you kill yourself and i thought that was an interesting choice i don't think i've ever seen I'm sure i have just a presentation like that before of like such dire information and instead of showing two people in that conversation it's just showing the reaction not mm-hmm. the delivery and I thought that was pretty effective. And I talked about Shamir Anderson's performance. I thought he was really good. And I think maybe the director no, acknowledged that, like, hey, yo, we got we got someone this on our hands the here. This is fucking shot, like, man. This guy, this guy can't handle a scene like this. Let's just give it all to him. And or alternatively, was, was cool. 
Daniel Day Kim can't deliver these lines, so he'll have okay, to dub so, them later. <laughs> so, okay. So, I, he... So I have, Wait, I have no I, which I don't think is the case for sure because yeah. he was he was also very talented but and I think that was a chance to really focus on the stowaway yes yeah and I and I and I enjoyed that I it, it, it worked for me and and the way that and they they he sets up that shot a couple of times where it's very one-third to two-thirds so there's another one where Anna Kendrick is fixing his stitches and you literally just see like the side of his armpit right. and, and uh, like his nipple and stuff and it's very very focused on her face there's another quick one when she's out out on doing the tether walk where she really only takes up by that point, like less than a third of the screen as she's like trying to pull herself up and the rest is just dark space. And I really loved playing like playing with that. You usually don't see that in a next Netflix film that I feel like that much fun with with camera angles and stuff. Yeah, I dig it. And I, but which is interesting because I feel like Netflix is the space to experiment with those kind of things, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I enjoy it. I hope I see more of that. And it's stuff like that that makes me fascinated in trying to watch that Arctic movie that I mentioned yeah. earlier with Mads Mikkelsen. I feel like you have Mad Mikkelsen in the lead. This is basically a castaway in the ice kind of thing. Like, uh-huh. let's let's check it out. Yeah, man. Cool. Good movie. All right. All right. Good picks. Good picks. All right. So let's go to favorite topping or favorite dialogue. Favorite yeah, quotes. you go first. Yikes. This is tough. Okay. Okay. So this is tough. Um, um, Sorry. Oh, I guess when Tony, when the information, when the stowaway lands and she like breaks her forearm or whatever, she calls Hyperion or whatever the name, and she just says, "Who the fuck is on my ship?" You know, like <laughs> literally, probably the last thing she ever thought she would ever say on this mission. You know, right. so um, I can't only imagine what was going through her mind right there, and. Again, just like the absurdity of that line mm-hmm. in a movie like this where everything's supposed to be so planned out and orchestrated to have this massive of a variable. And then she just delivers, uh, hey, Tony, who the fuck is on my shit? I was like, all right. it's It was delivered very dramatically, but it got a little bit of a rise out of me comedically. And and it's cool. You know, it's, it's Tony flipping Colette. You know? I know. So, uh, she wasn't in it a whole lot. She wasn't asked to do a whole lot, but she was that, she was good in being that like stern focused eyes on the prize commander, which you have one of those in every space movie, I feel like. And she, and she was good. And then unfortunately she breaks down towards the end. I mean, you really see her go through and she's so man, Tony Collette's a crier. Uh, I love watching her cry. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, she's good at it. She really brings so much emotion out of me just seeing her. I'd say her and Shamir with their tears kind of pulled me up. Anna Kendrick wasn't as believable for me. It's hard. It's hard. It's hard. She did um, an Anna Kendrick like little cry. She's so. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You oh like the like the dramatic the dramatic aspect of, of Anna Kendrick. You mean like just her just her crying in general? <laughs> I don't know what I mean, but I feel like when she was leaning on the edge of the bed, just like wiping away her tears, like oh, with her sleeves or something like that. I'm like, ah, oh, that's a that's a Kendrick thing. I might have okay. been just. I don't know. I, I love you, Anna. <laughs> All right, let's go. Let's go to you. Who? What is your favorite topping? Yeah, um, I'm gonna pick. Uh, uh, um, I always forget how little material is between us and space. Hmm. I'd love that because she literally takes this one damaged piece out, and there's just fucking stars. Yeah, you know, I don't even think there was a window. It was literally just like an open, super round hole. So that's what I thought he might have broken into. Like, and oh. then. 
been screwed the thing is that why it was damaged who knows i don't know no idea and we'll never know we'll never never, know but i like that I, i like that because you know and you mentioning how rickety i i have that written down rickety space travel because yeah. when First Man did that, when your boy Ryan Gosling was oh, up yeah. there, yeah, and the yeah, whole, yeah. honestly, and I saw that in the theaters, the whole theater was rattling. I thought the screws were coming out of the chair I was sitting in. That I, I really like that because it, it is just tin cans that we send up there. Yeah. Filled with very, very expensive tin cans. No doubt about it. No doubt. Yeah. No Honorable doubt. mention, though, is Daniel Day Kim saying five hours down two years ago. <laughs> Not great. <laughs> Not a good one. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Cool. So, cool. Well, those are the first two questions. Let's go on to our third and final question. We're booking it. Limited options. Who are you having a slice of pizza with? You'd be surprised how limited they are, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Let's hear it. I would like to have a slice of pizza with Jim. From Ground Control, who was in Tony Clezio the whole time. Oh, my God. What is happening at Hyperion while they're going on up there? Do they even care? See, and that's, you know, little history for you, little horror movie history. Alien, Ridley Scott's Alien 1979. Really, the whole premise is that it's this very capitalist company that's sending this space and this crew up and don't care about their lives. They kind of just leave them for dead up there. Um, Okay, cool. So yours is with Jim, classic. You turned... Um, a four-person cast into a fifth, so well done. Um, all right. Actually, it's more than five because in the opening, when it's just pitch black, I had the subtitles on. There was three men and three men, three women, unidentified voices. Whatever. Okay. So with me, I think. Shoot. I think you know if she made it through the movie, it would have been Anna Kendrick's character. She was easily the most enjoyable, and she'd be the funnest hang. She doesn't make it through this movie, spoiler alert. So um, I guess it would, I, it would need to be um, Michael, you know? like I'm right here. We can have a slice of pizza whenever you want. All right, cool. Let's do it. Um, I'm probably going to want one at the end of this week, man. Uh, like two yeah. orientation sessions. The Cubs are going to trade away all their players. I'm going to be needed oh, I've been to pick watching me that. up. <laughs> I'm be needed to pick me up. But no, it'd be Michael. Like, what are his, He has aspirations. He has dreams. He's got an interesting backstory. He's got a life. And He's probably the character you learn the most about, even though he's the character we, we should not care the most about, being that he is the titular stowaway. Mm-hmm. But I think he'd be the second funnest hang. I don't want to hang with Tony Collette, and I certainly don't want to hang with the guy who's pro um, suicide. So, um, Daniel came. So, sacrifice. Right. Yeah. He's pro I mean, self sacrifice. He was just. Which so- Anna Kendrick ended up doing anyway. So, what's the difference? He was just like, yo, inject yourself with this. and No, I think he gave him the option. I was, and especially that shot, too, where it's literally like just his fucking arm. I was waiting for it to come out and just like get him right in the neck with that thing. And then because an interesting kind of take would be, you know, she says to Jim over the, over the comms, you know, they can't do their mission if they're overwrought, overwrought with guilt. So maybe that's where instead of, this really bleak existential ending. It's more just like, how do we continue on now that I know like, Oh, his dead body's still over there. <laughs> yeah. That'd be a whole God. nother movie, but I really was waiting for him to just stab him in the neck or for Michael to take it and then take Daniel day Kim out. And now it's just like, Oh, it's a murderer. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Space. But- anything can happen and no one can hear you scream. Exactly. That's a tagline to a movie, right? Alien. Okay, cool. All right. 
So all that all that to be said, let's slice this movie out, Michael. Oh, Scale shit. of one to eight slices, eight being just the full pie, zero being never having it again. Where are you at in this movie? You know, this is this is a high recommendation for me. I'd say this is a very very pleasant surprise. I've had a, a brief stint of really low ratings for movies, and this was a nice yes. little break for me. I'm giving it a six out of eight. Nice. I, I bes- willing suspension of disbelief aside, if you can just accept that this dude is on the ship, appeared out of thin air, it's a it's a very interesting ride. It there's something different to think about every ten minutes. I'd say you're not just constantly looking for the end. It, it's like how are they going to do this how are they going to get out of it what is this going to feel like what is it going to look like and it was it felt a quick two hours yeah yeah i agree um but yeah it was a quick two hours i agree with that all how about right, you six, all right I'm, six. At, I'm at six man i've been going back and forth um i'm giving it a high five slices um i'm not i'm not mad about that i was teetering i, te- I was teetering with a six but hearing myself talk hearing you talk um I'm going to go with five. And I had, I was in St. Louis on Thursday. Um, and I had, we had little Caesars after the baseball game that we saw there and not little Caesars. What do we have? Papa John's. We had Papa John. My nice. first time I had Papa John's in quite some time. They're the ones that do the garlic sauce, right? The garlic mm-hmm. dipping sauce. And I'm thinking to myself, you know what? This is a Papa John's movie, you know, it ain't Domino's. Domino's is my go-to, but it's not little Caesars. This is a good Papa John's movie. Get some dipping sauce on the side. You got those moments. Some bites are eh. Other bites are, hey, that's cool. And then when you run out of the garlic sauce, you're a little upset. But you're, you're not mad if you have, real deep. <laughs> you're not mad if you have leftovers the next day and you have it cold, you know? So this Dude, is a you lost me. You lost me so bad. I lost myself halfway through two hours. <laughs> you're like, I'm just gonna keep going and see if this is uh so yeah, our slice on film, movies and pizza. Um, all right. I feel like we haven't talked enough about pizza recently, so I no, want we've, to we've neglected really our responsibilities, to to, man. All right. So that's a, that's a six out of five. That's a six out of eight from Michael, a five out of eight for myself. That is stowaway. Um, check it out on Netflix. I think we both recommend it as far as, you know, how to spend a, a lazy night throughout the week. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a good little gem. I I've been feeling down about Netflix. I haven't really been happy with their options, but this, this was a nice little hidden gem. So I really think, I think I got to show him a little bit more respect. Okay, cool. More respect to you, Netflix. You, you uh, conglomerate. <laughs> All right. So let's go to um, our last slice. Michael, any last thoughts on the week? Oh, man. No, I'm just, I'm ready to get this week started. Like you said, we've got some more college students coming to campus. We're just about done seeing all the new freshmen. It's been real, real exciting. Frosh camp. I don't know if you know U of M traditions. I saw Frosh Camp in the uh, the new swimming pool over in the, the gym. That was just yep. so fun. Campus is uh, going to be open real soon, but everyone get vaccinated because uh, Shelby County and Mississippi hospitals are filling up. Yep, for sure. The South appears to be just struggling in general. So definitely please get vaccinated. Um, mine is taking it a different direction. Kimberly and I this weekend binge watched Mayor of Easttown on okay. hbo max um have you seen mayor of east town man you know no have, do you have hbo max yeah you do yeah you do um dude it's kate winslet in a murder mystery it's it was good we is it worth seven it? E- yeah seven episodes an hour a pop dude really enjoyed it you know 
Really, right. really enjoyed it. I recommend it. It's Kate, right. Winslet. it's Kate Winslet doing Kate Winslet things. It's got a great supporting she's cast. She's not like the first person I think of when I'm like, oh, actress Kate Winslet. Okay. I mean, she's been around for forever. That's like, really, when, yeah. When, when, do you, when do you hear her name and be like, oh, yeah, she's not good. You know, she's good in everything, you know? Yeah. She's so, like. Maybe she's and, too consistent. She's too. Con- so like seeing her in, in this medium doing something different and she's pulling off this, this, uh, uh, Eastern Phil, uh, Eastern Philadelphia accents and this murder mystery plan detective, and she just run down on life and just. Is it a good it, murder mystery though? Is there a little like, I can see where this is. Dude, going. there's a lot. Dude, there's a lot of themes, a lot going on. It's tight knit small town community. Um, you're an Evan Peters guy, right? Yes, he's in it. He's in it, man. He's in. It. He's good. He's a good. Um, he's contrast. hit or miss. He's hit or miss. I like him, but he he's not. He didn't carry it as well all the time. Oh, he's dude. good in that. He's good. He's good, and he's good in this, man. Dude, check it out. If you're bored and looking for something to kind of thrilling, this fits the bill. Good. Thanks for the wreck, Brian. Hey, I try, man. Sometimes I'm sometimes I'm useful like that. Um, <laughs> so yeah, um, so yeah, those are that has been our last slice. Again, we talked about Stowaway this week, and that has been our slice on film. This research is years of our lives. Are we sure we want to throw it all away? How much time do we have before it's too late? 20 days. I think we should put ourselves at risk. For their sanity, they need to try this. This is hopeless. That is it. There's no way for all of us to survive. It's imperative that we try.